Hey there. Been a second, hasn't it? It's your girl Aurora. Here with another edition of some... I don't know. Um, actually what I'm thinking is I kind of want to talk about Final Fantasy VIII today. I don't know for how long or about what specifically. I kind of am just gonna throw a dart at the dartboard and see where it lands. Um... A, because I've always wanted to talk about Final Fantasy VIII. It's my favorite video game. Um, yeah. So there's that. And I just like talking about it. It's fun for me. And, uh... Also, just like... I want to get a podcast out on the computer. I've been using my phone this whole time. This is the first time I have gotten out the blue microphone. The old blue that I've had since, like, what, 2013? Like, Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, Nana. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, that's why we're here. Welcome to another Aurora's Strange Mind. Um, so I'm just gonna go. Hey. Final Fantasy VIII. I like it. I love it. I don't necessarily want some more of it. I, I'm actually pretty good where I'm at. Um, unless it's like a full-on FF7 level remake. That would be cool. I don't think that'll ever happen, though. And if it, if it is, if that happens, it's gonna be like... 30, 40 years in the future if we survive that long. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think FF8 Remake's gonna happen. I think the piss-ass remaster is what we're gonna have to deal with. Uh, I, I say piss-ass. Let me qualify that. The remaster's fine. I, I say with a struggling, pained tone. <laughs> But I'm getting way ahead of myself. Uh, I don't really want to talk about like versions and shit. I don't want to talk about this version versus that version. Honestly, I don't really want to talk about a squall. <sighs> so yeah, uh, spoilers, by the way. Um, although I'll try to dance around it, I guess. And also, if you hear crunchies, that's the dog I'm living with now. Can't be helped. Sorry. So squall, right? I just found it. Interesting. I always found it interesting how they kind of just mention how your whole party member's children. <laughs> Which, while it isn't, like, rare or anything, 
there's like a Galbadian soldier in Dalit near the beginning in disc one that's like, hey, we're fighting kids? What? And then you kick their asses because you're the p protagonists. <laughs> and like, it never really gets brought up again outside of like one or two parts and the fact that it takes place in an academy setting. They're kind of functionally. <sighs> I guess not. I guess that's kind of what the story's about. FF8 story is a lot of things. It's a love story. It's a coming of age story. It's a story about being able to accept responsibility and like live up to the moment and like be real about it, even if internally you have no idea what's going on and just squall right <laughs> you know you get him at the very beginning always going like whatever and stuff and not really being responsive at all and kind of just keeping to himself and Maybe wanting to swing his sword around a little, you know, maybe a little. <clears throat> Enough to not say no when Cypher's like, yo, let's go bust up some punks. So like, either that or he was, might even be a doormat at that point. Like, that could also be... Could be a little column A, a little column B. But by the end of it, you get this, like... I, I don't know, it's like... Something about that party... something about his face at the party. And I'm not talking about the meme face. Though that is fun. I do like that meme. Best looking guy there. But, uh... No, that meme face, uh, is fun. But, like, I'm talking about the face he makes in that FMV. We're like, I don't know, but like, just for a second, maybe I'm just projecting here, but just for a second, he, like, looks genuinely surprised that, like, huh? Pr stranger pretty girl's approaching me? What? It's like, <laughs> like, and it's just like, this poor child is how little like you kind of know that he doesn't have any friends and like I don't know it, it, it keeps pop
popping up time and time again where it's like I really relate to him and I think that's part of why I really liked and really stuck around with Final Fantasy VIII like from childhood all the way up to now like I can play it it's it is a comfort game for me That's kind of the main thing that I've been dwelling on for a while now. I really, 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 really relate to Squall. Like, and that might just be projection on my end. But, like, we share circumstances. Granted, I'm not an orphan, so, you know. It's got that on me. <laughs> but, you know, we both got figures that we relied on that suddenly disappeared on us when we needed them most. And we both have this flaw, this uh, same flaw that we have of valuing independence to the point of our own detriment and shutting people out. So it's like... I need to learn how to be independent because at the end of the day, the only person you can rely on in this world is yourself. Everyone else could die around you. They could be gone at any moment. They could change their mind at any moment about whether they like you or not. But if... I'm focusing so much about relying on myself. And also, I'm bad at it. I'm very bad at it. And so is Squall. Like, in the middle of disc two, he's just like... I'll, he, 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 like, has this moment when he's in bed and he's thinking to himself. And he's just like... Whatever. I'll... I'm independent, I know what I'm doing. And then he just rolls over, he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just a kid, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, like, I'm embellishing a little, but... But, uh... It's just so poignant, because it really captures the duality of I need to be strong because this is it's literally time to be that independent thing that I've been trying to train my mind to be up until now oh shit the pedals hit the metal uh 
the sh shits hit the fan and guess what all that training mentally did not pay off and in fact may have led to me being more neurotic about shit and indeed like squall has a fucking breakdown over it and i'm just like god man yeah same <laughs> hashtag relatable <laughs> Like, goddamn. You want to talk about people who push other people's help away in the name of maintaining a semblance of independence that is more harmful than helpful to them? Fuck. Hi. That is basically all Squall does until, like, disc three. <laughs> Arguably disc two, when he gets shoved into leadership positions against his will. <laughs> why did that happen? Bro, why, why you gotta bully Squall like that? Like, again, this is a coming-of-age story, but damn. You, you really just gotta like everyone just kinda agreed to shove it on him it's like out of nowhere it's so weird <laughs> like everyone was just like you know who should be leader the introvert guy <laughs> that the guy over there that talks to literally no one and like a couple days ago mutually injured their partner in training like that's the person who should be leading garden this 17 year old to see how deep into the weeds I can get though, right? Going what, 15 minutes, 16? I don't know. A lot of this is dead air, so a lot of this is gonna be cut. We all want to talk about how fucked it is that Irvine was the only one who retained their memory and so he's like the only one who knew about Sorcerer Sadia and he must have known the whole time so when he was up there getting ready to snipe her he was up there like I'm about to snipe my mom. <laughs> That's so fucked up. And like, everyone else doesn't remember because of the Guardian Force uh, memory shit, which is like, never gets addressed for the record. That Guardian Force shit literally goes like, it, halfway through the game, everyone has this like, mutual... Oh shit, we all came from the same place, and we all forgot because of the Guardian Force shit. What? 
why, uh, should we be using this if it's compromising our literal memories? And then everyone just kind of shrugs and says, like, I mean, we, we gotta. Game says we gotta. <laughs> and they, that's it. And you never hear about it again. You never hear about how it affects their memory. Like, I mean, unless that is what disc like that if that's what the ending is supposed to be if that void was caused by gf overuse and that's like everyone's mind's eyes like i could buy that i could buy that fucking hashtag game theory the void that everyone is in at the end is either everyone's or perhaps only Squall's uh, guardian forces essentially completely taking over his memory and from overuse thanks to that dank GF amnesia I've just been there, fam, and, like, like, not romantically, but, like, platonically, and, like, in a more familial sense, you know, it's, I tried as hard as I could, you know, to get that kind of independence that I was striving towards to be self-sufficient and it turned out to just not be realistic for me and a lesson that I'm still having to learn day in and day out is that I need to be okay with relying on others for things and I've relaxed myself on that recently, and it's been a lot more freeing. It's been a bit painful because I'm always so scared that what happened at my previous living situation is going to happen again, and everyone's just going to turn on me again all of a sudden. Because I never saw it coming then. What's to stop it from happening now? But that's the bad part of my brain. The part that is higher is like, no, I've got a support network. I've got people that understand more inherently what I'm going through because they've gone through it themselves and are going through it themselves 
sometimes I wonder if it really is as simple as no one gets it like people who have been through it themselves. You just... I guess for a lot of people, empathy has its limits, and it is experience, oftentimes. And that's a shame. But that's also besides the point. Squall, like, very similarly goes through this progression. He's always pushing people away, and the only time he really starts to improve is when Renoa starts to get through to him, and in a familial, like, platonic sense. If I were Squall, Renoa would currently be the role filled by my sister. Again, not not romantically, but I don't know. Some about the way she says things, like the way she frames things, it makes me look at stuff differently. I, I don't... It's... I don't know if Squall knew either what precisely got through to him, you know? Sometimes I think preacher? Am I like a Final Fantasy VIII preacher? Is that what this podcast is right now? Am I just like preaching the good word of FF8? <laughs> and so, unto Squalid. I like this game though, and I relate a lot to its cast. I relate a lot to its main character. I relate a lot to the plight of shoving people away in the name of wanting to take care of oneself and then failing to multiple times. <laughs> I relate to that plight really, really hard. And boy is that Squall's plight. Holy shit. The only way he ever starts to recover as, like, a character who is, let's be real, suffering from some shit. Like, I I don't, I'm not gonna armchair psychologist or anything, so I'm not gonna diagnose or whatever, but, I mean... Probably PTSD at the very least, considering all of these orphan war mercenaries. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it's that one diagnosed, but I'm I'm pretty sure the entire cast should have PTSD of some sort. 
Like, just all of them. Blanket. Blanket PTSD worlds. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, you don't think a lot of people would be kind of fucked in the head after all of that brainwashing that went down in Delling City? Or was Delling City ever brainwashed? <laughs> Were they just that hype for sorcery and bloodshed? Ugh, I digress. This is fun. I like this. I don't really need a direction. I do keep coming back to school as like an anchor point though. Which is, I mean, it makes sense. What would the kids say? I kin him. <laughs> I don't. Number one, it's weird. I don't know. I feel like as a trans woman, it's weird to say I kin a guy. And number two, I'm not clear on the origins of that term to begin with, so I'm not gonna fucking self-describe myself with a term I don't know. <laughs> So there, but suffice it to say, I relate to this guy. And when I play through this game and I see Renoa, I'm like, damn, that's the type of person I need in my life. And thankfully I'm living with that person now, so that's pretty cool. My life has taken a considerable upturn since. touch starved as shit he did not want to let go on that fucking ragnarok i'm just saying i'm just saying he's in denial <laughs> i'm full of shit it's fine hey let's talk about something else other than squall let's talk about limit breaks it's like my second favorite part of the game. Limit Breaks had never been and have never been again as fun as they were in 8. That's my hot take. That's the tea, sis. <laughs> FF8 has best limit breaks. You want to know why? Because they're all unique to each person. So you get like a unique minigame to each person. And you get a unique minigame to each person. So that's cool as well. And each one's thing 
is its own side quest, so it's a lot like Seven in that regard. But it's just more involved, it's more... Because it only activates at low health, or it potentially activates, in which you can spam the uh, menu refresh to, or the menu, uh, uh, the, the, the skip to next person button, you can spam that and skip back to your person you're trying to get the limit break off on, and you can just keep doing that, you can just keep spamming that. But, since it's active time battle, time will pass, and you will get clobbered on the more you try and do that. So it becomes this balance of, okay, how many times do I want to try to get that limit break before I get clobbered on? And then afterwards, it's, okay, which variant am I getting? Because each one varies according to the severity and random number generator. Like... There's just so much to them. Fucking Squall gets his own, like, unique animations on boss after boss, and they're all different. Not all, all, but like, many of them are unique to those bosses and those bosses alone. It's very neat. They didn't need to do it, but they did. The Jumbo Cactar one is silly. <laughs> Selfies, slots, low-key might be my favorite limit break in the game. So you hit these slots, right? And you bring brings up a menu, and it's like, this random spell, cast it this many times. Yes, or do-over. And if you hit do-over, it gives you a different randomized spell with a different randomized amount of casts from 1 to 3. But time keeps moving, so much like rolling for limit breaks, rolling for these spells, you're getting clobbered on the whole time. And this can be mitigated by, like, summoning guardian forces first? so that their long-ass animations give you time to keep rolling those slots and hopefully come up with a good roll if you're not a chump and miss it like me i miss my slots all the time but no that's so fun it's just this risk reward because you have to be at low health to do it or have a spell called aura but i'm often too lazy to do that. It's just good times. It's just good times. Oh, it is so cool that even if you don't get all the Combat King issues that Zell has, the whole moveset is accessible to you. It's just invisible. So if you know the button combinations, 
you can do any of Zell's moves from the get-go. Like, I just think that's so cool. Uh, limit break-wise, that is. I admit, I usually stick with Squall, Zell, and Selfie for that reason. Um, Quistus is cool. Like, she, she gets blue magic, and I, I dig blue magic and everything. Blue magic is often cool. I find often underused. I feel like I want blue... I want blue magic to be so expansive that you can get something from every enemy in the game. I don't need it to be balanced. Uh, some of them could be shit. Some of them could be wildly overpowered. But I want a blue magic system in which every creature in the game gives you a blue magic. And you can go through, well, maybe not bosses debatable. It depends. Context sensitive. You gotta worry about some stuff like repeating bosses and like, what if you didn't get this? And I wouldn't want to like lock people out necessarily, so I might like not have that be a boss thing. Just because it'd be cool to let players go back and collect all of the ones that they missed and not have to worry that they're locked out of anything. Like, that's the ideal for me personally, anyways. Like, I would, I, I would... I would never start another game just purely to collect them. I would either do it on my first run, after beating the game, going back to it, or I wouldn't do it at all. So, if I were designing a game, I would just do it that way, instead of not, you know? It just makes sense. I don't remember what I was talking about. We're talking about Final Fantasy VIII. 